0: Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good
1: morning. Good morning. Good afternoon to our listeners or evening or whenever the frick you're listening. Welcome to <laughs> Evolving Us. I'm Ashley. I'm Julia. And we're so happy to have you today on this episode for so many amazing reasons, which we'll get into. Um, but today we're going to be talking about simplicity and minimalism. Yes, we are. We are. It's a, good, it's a really good topic. <laughs>
0: I'm laughing because everything leading up to us recording right now was just divine intervention into us overcomplicating our lives.
1: Yeah, fair. So uh, Jules came over. Of course, she showed up with lattes, which God bless her soul. Um, <laughs> and we were getting all of our equipment ready to go, and it was working fine, and we were like, okay, let's test it, and then we tested it. And then all of a sudden it wasn't working, and we just tried for a really long time to make it work, and it still wasn't working, so we realized that we're just going to go simple on this one, and we're literally recording this with the audio recording voice memo section of an iPhone. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Simple is better. It is. Don't you think? I I could not agree more. Great. So let's hop in. Simplicity and minimalism is one of my most love-hate relationships I have because I really love things and I also really love freedom. And I feel like sometimes the two can coincide and sometimes the two can be opposite. That's a really good point. I think also
0: me too. (laughs) And the more simple things are, I feel like at the end of the day, the happier I am when I can
1: just remember that concept. Yeah, for sure. Simple is... I would say pretty much always better because it cuts to the chase. Mm-hmm. Something that I feel like I get to do in my work a lot, which I love, is to take really complex ideas about personal development, communication studies, um, processing hurt, looking at things from different perspectives, is to take really dense information and make it simple and easy. And uh, I like to learn that way. Like I like when a teacher or an instructor or a leader or a mentor is like, Here's a really difficult subject, but I want you to understand it as if I was explaining it like a 5-year-old. That's what Albert Einstein always says. He says if you can't explain it to a 5-year-old, you don't understand it yourself. That's I I never knew that that came from him, by the way. That's um, a
0: that's a Chad bonus. Oh scientist thank thanks chad um (laughs) that's crazy because anytime i do interviews with engineers which i'm not an engineer but i talk to them all day i'm always like could you explain to me what you do as if you were explaining it to an elementary school child yeah so yeah it's um if you know something if you have mastery of a subject uh
1: you definitely can simplify it yeah and when this relates to life None of us ever have mastery of this subject. So let's just try to make it fucking easier on ourselves, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So let's define. Um, what are our actual basic needs? How simple are they really? <laughs> well. <laughs> basic needs. Food, water, shelter, shelter. a place to shit, <laughs> all that good stuff. Is a place to shit basic? I mean, I think. Depends a, what part of the Yeah, world. we got to excrete parts <laughs> of our body, you know. That's how we detox, you know, like true. when we pee and when we poop, it's our body getting rid of the excess that it has not used based on the nutrients we have put inside of it. Right. However, many of us are pooping and peeing out a lot of other things because <laughs> we put excess in our body to begin with. So, Well,
0: I was actually saying having a toilet to, to go to the restroom in is actually
1: like a luxury was my true. point. Yes, but true, yes, But I will say that even if you have a hole to piss in, Mm, that's a basic need, right? Like it's not like you're doing that in your right. living space. Like it has to happen. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get what you mean. Basic needs. So basic. those are our basic needs. And realistically, every single one of us, at least if you're listening to this podcast with like Wi-Fi or Internet capability, your basic needs are fulfilled um, on a physical needs level. As far as emotional needs, um, there isn't a whole lot there either really it's just to be loved seen understood and i would venture to say that being understood isn't necessarily a need it's like a nice to have um but if you sum it sum it up you know we we are really good at overcomplicating things based on what we actually need in order to to get through a day and so all those options give us a lot of extra things to think
0: about and all those extra things to think about make us cluttered in our brain. And that's when we, I think that's when we come up with like even more things to solve because it's like what we need is so simple, but we're overcomplicating how to get there or how to get there on a daily basis because we're cluttered with stimulation on any given moment from when I wake up to when I fall asleep, aka technology, aka being being fed all this information of products that you think you need and all these other things that were fed excess over and over and over and over and so we forget the basics and we over complicate
1: ourselves on a mental level I think more than anything yeah it's a lot it's definitely a lot and then all we're trying to do is like solve a problem and a simple solution could probably solve it. It's just we're unwilling to accept that because we think the grass is always greener. Absolutely. Right? Like we'll be like, oh, it would be acceptable if this was the only solution possible to this problem and we could actually literally get over it and just apply the solution to the problem. But instead we're running through, is this the right solution? Is this what they said about me? Blah, 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 blah. And it spirals us the fuck out.
0: Do you think that has to do with like comparison to... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Also connected. So yep. we're going to cover. Go ahead. I was just going to say you were going to go over the three basics. Yes, the three basics. Yeah. So the three different areas of our life in which we can implement more simplicity and minimalism. When, when we say minimalism, you're probably like, oh, yeah, this is like some Marie Kondo shit, you know, like get rid of a bunch of clothes. No. We're talking about full, holistic, well-being, simplicity, and minimalism, and that includes our emotional and internal state. It includes our physical body and how it interacts with the world, and it also includes environmental, meaning the things, the the tangible material items that are around us that we surround ourselves with and the the goals that we set based on that.
0: That's where Marie Kondo comes into place.
1: Yeah, we like her. (laughs) She's a boss. I actually fold all my shit the way she does. Yeah,
0: me too. But I still
1: have too many sweatpants. They don't even fit all in the drawer. And I get mad at myself when I don't fold things in the
0: way that she teaches because I'm like, oh, I could save so much more space.
1: <laughs> and then you're overcomplicating. Yeah.
0: it. Again. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to put my laundry away.
1: Sorry, David. <laughs> That's a whole other trigger. <sighs> okay. So we're living in an overstimulated culture. We're living in a culture that uh, gives us access to everything at any time, all the time. And we have options and choices. Um, there are a lot of studies that show if we have too many options, we'll literally make no choice or we'll make a choice that isn't exactly what we want because we want we go into fight or flight or we want to get away from having so many options and feeling so overwhelmed. And I've experienced this. I mean, we've all experienced it, whether it's buying holiday gifts for people and we're like, I'll just get this because like this is the first thing I see and this makes my life so much easier or Um, I want to order food. And there's so many options on here that I just don't even want to deal with it. So we're looking outward instead of looking inward to simplify our lives and make things much easier. When you were talking about holiday, when you just
0: mentioned holiday shopping. (laughs) So I went to uh, run an errand at CVS and I was emotionally not in a good place and I was like okay well I'm at the CVS inside Target and I was going to kill two birds with one stone aka I was going to hit up a couple of holiday gifts that I want I knew I need to get from Target and then I stopped myself and I was like I'm not in an emotional state right now like I'm way over overwhelmed I'm physically not feeling well um, just all these things where I had to like I literally had to stop myself from the convenience of being at Target being like okay I'm going to check something off my list when I knew I wasn't going to like mentally able to or emotionally accomplish what I what that task was so I was like no I can't I'm not going to do this right now and so that I experienced that literally like two days ago and how can we stop ourselves between stimulus and response Typically, we don't do that, right? In any given situation where, like, we have all these options and we just plow through
1: versus tuning in. Yeah. And the piece that you're talking about right now is intentionality. Mm -hmm. You can't be intentional with something if you're in an overly heightened emotional state or if you are crunched on time and you're just trying to get it done. and. Mm -hmm. The thing is, the excess keeps us away from what's really important in life and simplicity and minimalism helps us really focus in on that. And it allows us to live free of extra things so we can find what it is that we want to do in that moment that we care about doing and that would be the most meaningful for us. And you know, for me, like,
0: this is like such a big, like, intentionality and, and all that is such a big part of, like, my core values, so... In this specific instance, I was like, it really spoke to me because it's something that's important to me. So I was like, I have to pull out of this state in order to be intentional with something that is typically meaningful. AKA, I want to find a meaningful gift for someone and I don't want to just transactionally be like, oh, I'm going to cross this off my list. So, as someone who, like, that's part of my value system, one of my top three core values, I. It's not something that I implement every day is my point. And I think I, it's just hard, even when you have this information, even when you've learned and you practice certain things like talking about simplicity, minimalism, this isn't the first time <laughs> I've heard it, right? But it's not like I can apply all this in every aspect of my, I mean, I could, but it takes a lot of thoughtfulness and intentionality. And we don't really function on those modes because we're so overly stimulated typically.
1: Yeah, but it makes you slow down, you know, when you have to be more thoughtful, it makes you slow down. And I just want to make a distinction that we don't have to play into the way culture is acting Mm -hmm. just because everyone around us is really overstimulated. doesn't mean we have to subscribe to that way of being and let that take over who we are. Yeah. Another thing too, I was with uh, Charlotte the other night, one of my mentors and closest friends. And uh, she was like, why are you doing so much? And I was like, because, you know, that's my thing. Like, I really care about giving people gifts and doing these things and taking care of our members and blah, blah, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, I so appreciate that. And I know a lot of people's love languages are gifting. And I was like, Bing, light bulb. I realized that I was doing so much based on my needs and not necessarily on other people's needs. So when you do slow down, you realize that. Getting someone a gift just to get them a gift so that they feel seen is not getting someone – is not the same as doing something special for someone to make them feel seen. So it's like what is the purpose of what we're doing and what are we trying to achieve and is there a way to get there in a more simple way instead of what we typically think would be the best. What I'm saying is go below the surface. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into our first pillar, uh, the emotional internal state of being. (laughs) (laughs) simplicity and minimalism in this context, I would say is probably one of the most challenging things because even though it's the one that we actually do have a lot of control over, the human brain is very complex. So it's one of those things that does take a lot of intentionality. And so one thing that we do that prevents our ability to tune into simplicity is For example, the stories we tell ourselves about a situation, like we overcomplicate it because, okay, so we see something in our minds, we're trying to solve the problem. So something happens, maybe we get triggered and we're like, well, they said that because they're this type of person. And so we're trying to create a story to make it easier to process what happened instead of just looking at what happened. It could be just that simple. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. (laughs) And it's almost like we're creating... It's not malicious ever, right? It's like we want to justify the way we feel in order to not feel guilt or shame over situations. And I think that's or accountability. Actually, right. And I think that's like the driving factor in most of the s- stories we create is to protect our
1: own um, feelings. Yeah. I'm hurt because of this and they must be this type of person and not give a fuck and da-da-da-da-da. And that's the story. So that we don't have to be accountable for, like, no, I'm hurt because it's something triggered within me and that's an open wound that I should be paying attention to anyway.
0: Right. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's more like, oh, why did this person do this instead of thinking, what's my part?
1: Yeah. Or like, make it simple. Like, maybe they didn't even fucking realize it. <laughs> or that. Yeah. Maybe I should just have a conversation. Or like, why am I so offended? Yeah, and that's actually a way more minimal way of looking at things because all these excess stories we create, well, what if they did it because of this? And what if they did it? That's creating more excess (laughs) and spinning us out into a place that's not natural for our our homeostasis. And so we're all riled up. All the time. Riled up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We always think, and, and and it's like, we always think it's about
1: us. Oh, yeah, for sure. With the situation that we're still dealing with, with our house in North Carolina, do you know how many times Chad and I had, like, the thought that, like, a contractor, like, did something purposefully to fuck our house up, or, like, <laughs> the old owners knew about all the things going on, and they were, like, particularly trying to, like, get out of paying for it? Like, all this bullshit! All of our nasty projections spewing all over these poor humans. <laughs> Bitch! <laughs>
0: Yeah, everyone's there just to complicate our life. Yeah, like,
1: what? <laughs> no. It could be more simple. Like, it just is. Yeah. The HVAC's just broken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done! It's okay. funny when we talk about it like yeah, that. Yeah, huh? because it seems yeah. so minuscule, and yet it's been, like, the bane of my existence for a little bit here.
0: hmm
1: Wow. Okay, next. Emotional, internal, still. Oof. How does perfectionism play into lack of taking action because of fear? And how simple it can be to just show up, push something out, and just trust that it's going to be exactly as it is. I think you're good at this aspect. Like, I think
0: a lot of the way that you work is like, well, let's let's try, right? Like, if you don't try, you don't know kind of thing. And I think... You do a good job at not letting this aspect of perfectionism, um, you know, paralyze you
1: to try new things, I think. Thank you. We're recording on an iPhone right now, so obviously, (laughs) I don't give a fuck about perfectionism. Yeah. But I do know that a lot of people in our community struggle with this. mm -hmm. And also, like, I am not saying Chad is a perfectionist, but he definitely would rather make sure something is really, really up to par before he ships it. Or pushes a project out and like I think in that period where you're like oh well what if this what if that what it like a lot of stories come up and it paralyzes us into that space of wanting something to be perfect when in reality you could make you could dumb the thing down and make it much more simple ship it get feedback on it faster and that would be a more simpler process as long as you don't have like issues with rejection because a lot of times fear of failure and rejection are closely connected. But to send something out and just get your response right away and to be able to fine tune something and just make it a more simple and minimal process. But we want to add all these bells and whistles and things and make sure we get enough feedback before we go for something. But really in experiential learning, that's where you can fine tune something and make it more simple. Well, this actually, I just got a huge light bulb, which is
0: As I mentioned that I think you're good at this, especially in like the aspect of work, you're like, I want to do this thing, we're going to try it out and we'll see how it goes. And then you like, you know, do different iterations of it. This going into simplicity and into like your internal work and sense of self, like you operate on, at least in this aspect, like very little fear, right? So you're not attaching, you're not clenching to something. Well, other people may not have mastered that confidence within their relationship to work and self and shipping things out. So I think Mm -hmm. that this is a very, um, I'm not sitting here trying to make this about you and complimenting you, but it's like, I think it it is a reflection of, you're welcome, (laughs) thank you, take it. Um, uh, It is a reflection of like, your internal self work has Mm -hmm. been, obviously simplified to the point where you've mastered that and you're able to directly portray that in
1: your life, especially in the aspect of work. Thanks. It adds a layer of (laughs) simplicity to my life. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, and you know, Katie always says to me, one of my, our closest friends, um, that perfectionism is insecurity with lipstick.
0: I love that quote. Yes, I've heard her say that before. Yeah,
1: it's perfectionism is insecurity with lipstick. And in that space of perfectionism, it's it's this adding more things, adding more things, adding more things, so we don't have to focus on the real thing, which is our fear of being seen. Yeah. Oof. 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 So, to create simplicity and minimalism in the context of emotional internal space— it requires us to let go of something. We have to sacrifice something. Perfectionism, the stories we tell ourselves, people's perception of us, et cetera, et cetera. If we let go of that old version or old belief system, less is more. Yeah. You know, we can let go of those ways of being, those extra stories. Just, you know what? Maybe it's just not this complex. Maybe my piece is worth more. Maybe I can make this easier and just draw a conclusion that that person just really deeply loves me no matter what. Oh God, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think the last time you and I had discord, I don't remember if it was you or me or we both had this thought, but I was, I, th- I think it was many occasions. But I remember being like, "Hey, whatever the fuck's going on right now, like you know, I you know how I feel about you, and you know, I know how you feel about me. So mm-hmm. can we just cut to the chase of like." who we know each other's souls are and not worry about all this fucking extra bullshit.
0: And I mean, I think I love that you brought that up because anytime I find myself feeling any type of complicated way um, around a situation, if I just, like, hone in on, like, I know... What you know to be true. Exactly. Yeah. It just stops everything. And even... It can even just, like, get you to, like, not be upset about
1: the thing which it's not really the thing that you're mad at right Mm -hmm. and that's not to discount you know your feelings like sometimes you just have to sit and feel Mm -hmm. uh but there is that extra layer that will will either perpetuate feelings or support the feelings to nourish and grow you right and the way that would perpetuate negative feelings is to sit in that excess story versus to let go and feel more free and allow the emotion to help you grow and see a different side of it. And the last thing we have in our notes here, really around the emotional internal state is people's perception of us and how heavy that can get, how excess that can get, because you're you're literally never going to know what someone thinks and feels about you until they tell you or until you ask or until they show action. So a lot of times we focus so much on someone perceiving us as powerful or our status or someone liking us or as people-pleasing, let's just say we take all that excess and we throw it in a box and instead we let our entire brain's capacity focus on our values, integrity, what is most important to me, love, kindness, whatever your values are, and let that rule the domain of the stories you tell yourself in your mind. Your life will simplify. It'll just happen naturally. Well, and within that concept is the
0: thought of you can only control yourself, no matter what, no matter what, you know, discord you have, no matter what makeup of, you know, type of situation you're trying to get over or get through. It's the foundation is I can only control myself, right? And so I can only control my reaction. So technically speaking, no matter what other people, no matter how you perceive the situation, It's your perception that's hurting you anyways, right? So it's like, just know at the foundation that whatever just happened, even though you're triggered by a situation and you can recognize your feelings and they could absolutely be valid at the end of the day, how you choose to show up is the only thing
1: that really matters. For sure. And having said that, these are all three really interconnected because if one thing is bad it's going to throw off the other two like all three of these things are things that we have to actively work on like for example you could have a beautiful home environment very minimal everything feels really clean and that feels really sacred to you and you eat well and da 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 but if inside you're literally telling yourself stories about your trauma from your childhood and projecting that into your life you're never going to feel peace you're never going to feel the joy of simplicity or minimalism this is gonna go a little bit out of order because I'm gonna tell I'm
0: gonna say something. Go because it's about environment and go and clutter in the environment, uh, meaning external space specifically around the home. So I watch these TikToks. <laughs> I'm laughing already because
1: because I watch these TikToks. Because I
0: watch these TikToks. It's my guilty pre- pleasure, whatever. I own it. it. Doesn't matter. But my point is, you know, I follow these accounts and you see moms that have like these immaculate homes or, like, the, the really pretty farmhouse feel that you and I really love oh, and all yeah. that. And they look so nice. And then it's, like, well, first of all, even in, like, seeing you record you can only see a very small part of someone's house right (laughs) I'm I'm getting fed selective content right but then when I get irritated with like my space because it's like I can't control that my kids want to play and they're not going to clean up in the way that I want them to and anytime I feel discord around my environment because I can't control how other people will or will not contribute to it looking and feeling in the way that I want it to I just I have a technique now that I'm just like, I'm at peace because my house is a home and a home is meant to be lived in. And so all this to say that I used to really overcomplicate because when COVID hit, I got into the Marie Kondo thing. And I was like, every single month, I was like cleaning out a specific part of the home and making it (sighs) specifically catered to that type of organization. And once everyone else couldn't follow that organization. I get so mad because I'm like, I tried so hard to make it look and feel this way. But no one's following it. They're not following my rules. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like, am I more attached to like, how things look and feel? Or am I more fulfilled by a happy, you know, family and ecosystem and all that. And so it's like, yeah,
1: you're... Compromises yeah, you know, compromises. yeah. Compromises. You know what else you said too, though, as you follow this TikTok with all these, like, videos, comparison is excess bullshit that we don't need. Right. Because they cleaned their house really nice, and then they took that video, but you know as soon as their kids came through there, it was a tornado again. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then here we are comparing ourselves to all the shit that's outside of ourselves when really the joy of simplicity comes from the inside. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and we can sit here and dissect my story by also saying that, like, social media is not great either.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We're not going <laughs> to go there right now. Let's just let's just stay on topic. Yeah, totally. We're, we should do a whole episode on social, though. That would be valuable, mm. I think. Okay, pillar number two, physical body. Uh, the way that we treat our body, the things we put in it, the things we do with it, that uh, can be 100% uh, minimized or simplified as far as some of the habits that we have so really the first one i want to bring up and this seems the most obvious i think in our industry is is excess in working out mm-hmm. you know to think that if, if we move our body we're punishing ourselves for something that we did previously or something that we ate previously or we think we're losing weight in reality we might be damaging our body's ability to to heal or to get back to homeostasis i mean working out Every day, let's just say for like two hours a day and not getting enough sleep will never be effective Mm -hmm. because your body doesn't have time to heal, for example. And that's why balance doesn't exist. It's balancing. And we've, we've talked about this on another podcast is that the ING takes it into action, meaning some days I'm getting enough sleep, some days I'm working out enough and some days I'm getting enough water and I'm constantly trying to bring things into balance versus doing things that harm my body. And when we work out from a place of scarcity, but we do it in a modality of excess versus using tools for wellness, we're, we're in, we're, we're sitting in excess. We're sitting and overdoing it and we're not even getting the benefits of what we think we're doing. I experienced this firsthand. Like when I got into
0: my fitness journey, it was to lose weight. It was very specific. I didn't know or consider all the things that are part of my life now. And, well, actually- and that's the first
1: step. Is it for everyone though? No, no. But for people <laughs> that might need to get introduced to health. Oh, sure. That yes. are in that level of consciousness. Yeah, working out can be about losing weight in the beginning, but yeah. as soon as you get in your body, you realize there's a lot more there. Well, my my point of that and what I was saying, like
0: I lived that firsthand, is that I would wake up at four AM to make it to these. a.m. classes, hit classes. That was the only workout I was doing. I was doing it for seven days a week for five years. And I wasn't sleeping enough because I also had anxiety. So I had to, like, start taking pills to sleep because I was so anxious, right? I'm laughing about it now Mm -hmm. but uh, because I'm in a better space. But it's kind of like what you're doing is overcomplicating what you're actually trying to achieve in a way – to, like you're actually hurting yourself versus actually, you know, getting yourself to the maximum place of success that can benefit you because you're so attached to this idea of what got you interested in fitness, right? Mm-hmm. So you get obsessed and you only use one avenue to accomplish something physically when there's so many other options. And if we're talking about truly balancing, it's about... So many different things, so many different types of workouts, so many different types of, um, you know, whole natural foods to make you really, uh, you know, a a fully functioning best version of you. Mm
1: -hmm. And contribute to the other areas that we're even talking about, too. Mm -hmm. Are we nourishing ourselves or are we just trying to fill the space because we don't want space? Whoa. 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 And that's this is the whole, the whole thing that goes back to why everyone or anyone that's ever heard of meditation knows how powerful it is and is like, "Well, I just can't quite get there." you know not not everyone can't get there, but anyone that knows about meditation and the benefits is like, "Yeah, I should probably do that. Do they all do it? No, maybe thirty percent of people, maybe ten percent of people. I don't know the stats, but I do know that we are uncomfortable with space. And that's why simplicity and minimalism is such a difficult thing for most people to integrate because of the excess overstimulation, overabundance, over all these things. And then here we are every time we have a gap or time for ourselves to want to fill it with something. That,
0: that just made me think of the other uh, night when we held that workshop on holding space. Someone commented specifically that she didn't like silence. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, man, meditating for you must be really hard because, and also so relatable because everybody feels that way. Everybody is like, especially when you're, you know, even if you do practice meditation, um, regularly and religiously, but you're in some kind of healing, which we all are at any given point in time. Um, it is hard to sit in the silence. So it's, I don't want to say it's never easy, but it's just meditation is really where it's at. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, it's feel like, I feel like we always go back to like meditation is really everything. That's and it, it. But it really is. It is. It really, really is. Um, and that's physical and emotional,
1: I think. And I think a lot of us, we are, you're like, everyone has a hard time with it. I think that's because of culture. It's not because of our nature. Yeah. Like in our nature, we're like, oh, yeah, peace and quiet. You know, every t- time I turn my Calm, A- Calm app on, it has this background like rain sound or something. And every time I turn the Calm app on, I feel better because I just hear that sound and I'm like, oh. I love
0: that you mentioned that because yesterday I wasn't feeling well and the house was so quiet and I just, uh, David was out with the kids and I was just like, it's just so nice, the silence, and I didn't turn on the TV or anything, but I was like, oh, I want to take a nap, so I wanted to listen to a sleep story, and I did turn on the Calm app, and it it is so calming. Yeah, you just <laughs> turn it on, and then it's an anchor. And it's so simple because the access to something that can anchor you to that feeling of calmness is Goodness. so
1: accessible. It's so accessible, but yet... back to social media companies, their job is to literally keep you on there being frantic and anxious scrolling. Yep. And so that access is readily available too. So here we are back at square one trying to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love that you said that too. Like when we go on our Thailand retreat, for example, where a lot of us are still getting over jet lag by several days in, but you wake up at, you know, four or five in the morning and we do early six a.m. workouts in the gym out there, but you walk down to the beach and like there is this like insanely calm feeling. You're up before the sun, everything's so quiet. There's really intensely loud crickets, but it just lets your soul feel like, wow. It just feels sacred. And so in that space we could fill it with all kinds of thoughts, but a lot of times we fill it with, I'm not enough. I need to lose more weight. I need to do something different, uh, in relation to the physical body, since we're still on that topic. oh, Um, I remember when Chad and I first started dating or not even first, but maybe two years in, you know, it's still early on. We had a lot of excess for our physical bodies. Like we were having so much sex and we were wine tasting and we were going out to lavish dinners and we were doing all this stuff. And like, I remember after a weekend of us spending time together doing all that stuff, I would get back into my Monday feeling like, wow, I need to <laughs> detox. <laughs> detox and shed this. And it's not that what we were doing was bad, but it's better in moderation. It's better when it's simple, when it's not excess. So even in relation to food and alcohol and these things that it's more and more and more, we just do so much of it. I mean, there's some crazy stats on how many groceries we throw away like the percentage, let's just say we buy four bags of groceries. I think the stats say something like three of those bags end up getting thrown away. I believe that. Because we're, we have so much going on. Mm-hmm. We don't want to think about the spinach bag we have in the fridge, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or when we sit down to eat, it's like you finish your glass of wine or your bottle of wine at the table and the waiters over there, do you want another one? And they're up in your face and there's more and more and more. And what if, Enough is enough, and after you finish your wine, you actually tune into your body of, like, do I want another? Mm-hmm. Does another make sense to me? And then here we are with clothes and shoes and makeup and products, and, you know, our physical body really doesn't need much. Really doesn't need much. And I think, for example, like products, I know that's a whole other conversation, um, but the the excess that we use on our skin on our hair, on our nails, constantly over and over and over again, it really pulls us out of self-care because we're so concerned with using the right thing that makes our skin look a certain way instead of feeling the oil we put on our face, taking a bath with salt to help our muscles relax, things like that. We're focused more on the more, 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 what product works the best to make my skin look shiny. And mm-hmm. that takes away from the minimalism that self-care actually is meant to provide. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 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 So true. Are we ready to move on to environmental or do you have anything else to add on the body? There's always something to add. <laughs> I'm like there's just so much. But let's make it simple. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna introduce our third one? Environmental. Yes. Oh what my does gosh. that mean?
0: Your space, the space you are in, surrounding you,
1: your home. House, home, car. hmm Purse. Mm-hmm. Yikes. How much shit you got in your purse right now? Lordy Lou! You don't want to know. The kitchen sink. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You might need a band-aid. You might need an Advil. You never know what you need. You need to be prepared. (laughs) Clutter in the home. That's uh, one thing. and I think we don't realize the space that clutter in our home takes up in our mind. Yeah. I
0: I, 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 i think about this every morning because after i practice i'm always like i have to roll up my mat i have to put like if things even though i don't i'm not looking at that space while i'm working it's like part of my routine to get ready for the next part of my day to go you know i have to roll up my mat i like put away the table that my computer is on And I just have a specific routine before getting to my desk, even though my desk doesn't look at that space that was consumed by my yoga practice. But I specifically put things away because I literally do everything in the home now since the pandemic, which is also a thing that has, I think, changed a lot for everybody. It's like I used to leave this specific space, which was dedicated to, you know, the home, my family and everything. And now everything happens there from, you know, we live, sleep, sleep, breathe, eat there. And I work there and (laughs) I work out there. I used to work out so many other places. Your kids do homework, everything. Everything is happening there when before everything had a place externally where it would happen. So I think taking care, and we went over this when the pandemic first happened and you did a whole retreat on this. Mm -hmm. Um, An at-home retreat through zoom yeah it's great yeah and you we i remember you specifically address like yeah even if you are working out or you work after like make sure you put things away and it's very true the clutter that we see like we don't really most people don't consciously realize how much it takes up space in your mind too not just physically around you
1: yeah So simplicity with that is so, so, so important. So important. And one of the ways to do that, which I'm glad you mentioned, is have designated spaces for designated things and don't do other things in that place. Mm -hmm. My desk is for working. My office is for creativity and for shooting yoga. My closet is for getting dressed. My bathroom is for showering. My kitchen is for cooking. My dining room table is for eating. And if you don't have the luxury of enough space that some things have to be multiple things clean everything off of it when you transition into the next thing so you can be present with what you're doing it makes things a lot more simple you don't have your yoga mat out and you're sitting on it doing your home you doing your work or, or letting the kids do homework there you're not maybe doing work in bed from like a we have like those you know bed tables that you can put in your bed I just don't I won't work in bed you know and you got to separate those things so it's easier so many times multiple times a week
0: There's times where I'm like, I'm just going to unplug, undock my laptop and go sit on the couch just to, Mm -hmm. like, break up the space. But I never end up doing that because it is, like, so important to have a dedicated space to work and not, like, I don't want to say don't mix and match. Like, obviously most of the time I eat my meals like at my dining room table and not at my desk where Mm -hmm. I work just to like break up my day too and get away from that specific space that's used for working and go to the specific space that I can consciously be in tune with eating, right? And it's Mm -hmm. like in that time I'm not working, right? So it's like... Let's your mind shut off from that and be present with
1: what you're doing. And even
0: though it's like, okay, if I have an unusual time that a meeting like is during lunch or doing during breakfast where I would use it typically you know I I will grant myself the okay let's make an you know not an excuse but an exception an exception this time but typically I think it is really important especially if Now the pandemic has led you to this life where you do work from home and you do most things work out from home too. It is really important to have dedicated spaces and clean up after yourself in order to have a simple,
1: minimalist, clear mind too. Clean up after yourself, that's a good one. I mean, realistically, Saucha is one of the Mm. yamas, niyamas that we live by uh, in the eight-limbed path for yoga specifically. And Saucha means cleanliness. And it doesn't necessarily only mean like dust and vacuum which that is incredibly important too just to have your space sacred and clean and feeling fresh but it's just cleanliness in general of the mind of the heart of the being it's to have your space feel fresh and clean and so what happens when we have excess clutter excess shit just lying around it starts to take up real estate in our mind it cuts off our ability to be present with the things that are important in each in each moment so i mean chad and i even though we have a roommate and we're in like sort of an in-between space where everything we need can operate functionally here, but this is not our forever space. Um, We're constantly getting rid of stuff. I mean, we go to Goodwill every month. We're always just taking a look and reassessing our space of the things that we need because at the end of the day, we really don't even need even the things we have. There's so much we could do with it. Um, But the things that are priority for me, as far as in my space, I like to have a lot of pictures I look at. I like to have Um, A lot of crystals around, and I like to have a clear, clean space so that I can be more creative and in tune with what I want to do instead of reactive to what's around me in my environment. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you got to go in the back of that drawer, and you got to be realistic of how long it's been since you've worn those pants. You got to go in the kitchen drawer, in the garage, and open shit up, and just be like, "This has been sitting in here. Would I make a difference in my life if this was here or not here?" It would probably make a difference if it was not here because if you haven't used it in a while, it's probably not useful. Um, there's a couple questions that you could go by is, is it useful? Like, do I, have I used it in a while? Do I need it? Is it a necessity? And then does it heighten my vibration? Those are the three questions.
0: Does it spark joy? <laughs> yeah.
1: That, for example, that snake plant, is it useful? Do I use it? No. Do I need it? No. Does it heighten my vibration? Fuck yeah. I love looking at that plant baby and she purifies the air. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. This printer ink cartridge that I'm looking at on my desk. Let's go through the three questions. Is it useful? Do I use it? Yes. Check. Great. Thank you. You know? But like that shit that's under here, you know, these files, there's probably files in here that I don't need and I could get rid of. Is that useful? Do I need it? Does it heighten my vibration? No, no, no. Goodbye oh goodness! oh god okay so i do want to bring this also because it's holiday time depending on when you're listening to this podcast but we buy shit for people just to check things off a list i don't want to knock at something for someone so they don't think i'm you know not thinking about them gifts are supposed to be meaningful and thoughtful but by the time December rolls around, we're like, oh, my God, I just finished Thanksgiving and it's about to be the new year and I need to close out work stuff and da, 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 And my kids are off school and all these things make it more meaningful. For my 30th birthday, Jules made me this adorable box. It was like a <laughs> wooden box that had my name on it. And when you open it, it had 30 envelopes inside and it was 30 reasons why she loves me. And it was so sweet, and I—I so I, I didn't. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah, you're doing a good job. Um, I didn't want anything else. Like, I—it was so thoughtful. And another way to give thoughtful, meaningful gifts are like, buy tickets somewhere, pay for experiences for you to have with that person one-on-one. Don't just buy them a fucking t-shirt because you think it's like a good idea, and you don't know what else to buy, or a candle. You know? Yeah. Like, what are things that are going to enrich in your life that are simple and minimal that actually don't really require that much thought? I got my dad a skylight frame for his birthday, and then I got one for my mom, too, because I was like, oh, this was so good. And it's basically like rotating pictures, and it's an electronic frame, and there's an email link to it. So, for example, anywhere I am, I can take a photo and send it to this email, and it pops up on his frame. To me, that's not a material gift. It's a meaningful gift. I send pictures to your dad, too. (laughs) Do you send them to the frame? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's good. It's great. It's fabulous. So environmental, whether it's in your car, in your purse, like the fancy shit that we think we need usually just ends up being clutter and excess versus simple and minimal. Um, So giving ourselves a more zoomed out frame of, of life would be a lot easier without the excess. You know? So on December 15th, uh, we're doing our member workshop. Every month, we do a workshop for all of our members. For example, the members are people that participate in our community actively. They have membership to live stream classes, on-demand recordings, uh, meditations, fitness, all that good stuff. And then we do a personal development workshop. And every month, it's something different, whether it's holding space, like you said last month, or boundaries, or things like that. And and this month, we're going to talk about cleansing, about saging your life and letting go and just really being willing to release our emotional attachment to excess things, whether it's thoughts or, or things or um, ideas, beliefs, just anything that holds us back or makes our, our life too complicated. So uh, if you want to join, you can always reach out to us. Even though it's for our members, we're happy to guest people in because we think this information is super powerful and helpful. But let's talk uh, ways to make more life, life more simple in very broad terms just so that you can have, or really specific terms that are broad enough to apply to your life so you can have different uh, ideas. Um, Jules, you want to cover meditation? I mean, that's what, a given. What's there to say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> meditation helps make your life more simple. Yeah, meditation How? Meditation makes you present, makes you pause. It helps you hone, hone in and simplify Whatever, whatever is happening, it just makes you stop and tune into yourself and deal with, if you will, whatever it is that you think you're directly dealing with and other things may come up that you don't even know. And by simply sitting down and, if you will, stopping time, stopping everything that you think is worth your time, you're giving back to yourself.
1: For sure. You know, one of my uh, yoga colleagues who's really awesome, she posted this thing and it was like a list of reasons why yoga and meditation um, is incredible. And the first reason is that she's like, you are the hardest person, most difficult person you're ever going to deal with in your life. True. And so what it does is it makes that relationship a little more easier. It puts you in confrontation with the most difficult person in your life and it forces you to surrender to that person. Yeah. And that will make your life a lot more simple.
0: Yeah. Because the way that you are with yourself is how you are with other people too. So if you don't rectify and simplify your relationship with yourself, how could you possibly live out your potential
1: and maximum purpose? Yeah, for sure. Number two This is a very specific example. I find it to be very powerful. Drink tea every morning and do nothing else. Meaning wake up, give yourself some extra time, make a cup of hot tea, go sit outside, sit on your couch, don't bring your phone, wait for the tea to get cool enough to drink it and sip it slowly and feel yourself just starting your day more present. Or, you know, wake up an extra 15 to 30 minutes early and just drag on your morning. Take your time showering. Put some extra love in your skincare routine. Breathe a little bit deeper. Don't be in such a rush to do everything. That is the way that we're living in more excess. Right? I'm going to sleep to the last minute. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get everything done as fast as I can. Like, that is fight or flight constant. And our bodies are not supposed to operate like that 100% of the time.
0: Yeah, that's that's why I wake up so early. It's just so I can have extra... um... Time before doing yoga too yeah Um, it's so important um number three get rid of two things for every one thing that you buy I did this the other day too and yeah I forgot that this was one of our main rules so I'm proud
1: that I'm implementing that actually yeah girl (laughs) yeah well it's just an another idea of how you can be more minimalistic I mean we buy shit every day if not every other day and uh being willing to let go of things as you bring on more things is it also keeps your space fresh you know instead of just having the old dust and then the new shiny wiped down surface above it you're clearing out constantly you have to make space for things essentially right i mean that's a, that's so important yeah number four journaling journaling makes you present and if you actually shut everything off and you put pen to paper and you just simply focus on what you're thinking about and writing about in that moment, you're going to simplify your understanding of whatever it is that you're present with.
0: And number five. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm like, what number are we on? Mm -hmm. Uh, Practice leaving your phone. This is so, (laughs) so hard, yet so useful. Um, We're so attached to our technology. So attached. Like, no matter what we're doing and now like if depending on what car you have you might even need your phone to start your car hey. <laughs> but it's like if we can just leave our phone more often leave it in the other room leave it home for like
1: nothing's gonna happen everything go to gonna the grocery okay. store without bringing it go on a walk without bringing it just don't be so attached yeah because the phone is your direct pipeline to unlimited information And you don't always need unlimited information. But guess what? So is your soul. Exactly. Your soul is a direct pipeline to unlimited source information and wisdom, whereas your phone is a pipeline to what everyone else is saying about the information. Oh, God. Oh,
0: yeah. You have access to everyone. Hey, do you want access to everyone's opinions 24-7? Just take your phone with you.
1: (laughs) you want access to your higher self just leave your phone at home oh uh, uh, yeah <laughs> okay this is the last one. One, two, three, four, five. it's number six <laughs> thanks for counting and this is the one we wrapped up environmental with just make the holidays simple focus on time with your family the quality of time with your family meaning when you're doing holiday things do not bring your phone show up be present and maybe focus on gifting experiences instead of material things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the experience. Oh, it's all about being present. Less is more. Less is more. Simplicity and minimalism wrapped up. 55 minutes or so for you. Good job. Bitch, yeah, you doing a good job. Yeah, you doing a good job.
0: It's our little song.
1: It is our song. I hope everyone is having a beautiful day week life time of year and uh we're so grateful to have this platform to share this awesome information and please let us know your feedback like comment share subscribe that's how we get this information out to everyone else and uh, thanks for listening thank you Bye bye bye